All right, let's go ahead and get rid of that. Say salutations, people. We are going over going over a few different things in this transmission. Uh, oh, before I get started, let me go ahead, put that link right there, patreon.com forward slash freedom faction. If you guys want to support this operation, we currently have 35 of 40 patrons. Once we reach 40, we will be doing exclusive member shows every single Friday. Uh, people are asking about the coronavirus. Clearly, we will talk about that, the coronavirus, spiritual warfare, as well as the economic collapse, four slash reset. We're going to be getting into a lot of different topics in this transmission. Hopefully, I can try to just, like, you know, keep uh, keep it keep it as cogent as possible. You know, um, this past weekend, I was on Global Watchman News. Uh, people are asking, how much is Patreon? Uh, we have... Tiers that start at a dollar, four ninety nine, uh, all the way up to twenty five. The idea behind providing people those different types of tiers is to, you know, give them the different ability to choose what type of support they want. Uh, you can be like a project supporter. You can take part in the actual discussions. Uh, we have, I think, another one coming up, March twenty second. Uh, you get access to exclusive music, break free episodes, higher quality transmissions. Uh, like I said, exclusive discussions, store discounts, a lot of different things. If you guys actually join uh, the Patreon exclusive membership program. On top of that, you also support this operation. Uh, so there's a lot of different things that we are doing. And whenever people join us, you know, you make transmissions like this possible and more. You know, I think it, it's, it's probably less than 1% of our actual audience that supports us. And that's what kind of keeps us going. So I need to figure out a better way to uh, get a, a better relationship with the audience you see. And that's, the, that's it. That's the start of it. Uh, so if you want to start supporting this operation, think about joining it, patreon.com forward slash freedom faction. Wow. So on top of, uh, on top of playing with rocket launchers this past weekend and hanging out at gun shows, I was also, uh, hanging out with great people talking about preparedness, uh, preparedness, storable goods, uh, rainwater collectors, water filtration systems, you know, iodine. Uh, supplements, how to make a dollar basically stretch and all kinds of other things like that. And so when I hop up over here on social media, people got jokes. That's perfectly fine. We don't have any cases out here in New Mexico. And I guess, again, we're paying attention to everything else that's going on. Uh, shout out to Migzio. He is our most recent exclusive member. I uh, I did see that you've, you, you, you joined Migs. I got to add you to the group. I'll do that today, most likely after the transmission, if not tomorrow. But yeah, bro. Join up in the conversation and take part uh, and get caught up on the content. There's a really, really great discussions going on in there. Um, and so, yeah, I'll get you set up right up after. Uh, but, yeah, this past weekend, hanging out at gun shows, playing with rocket launchers, and also talking about different ways to be prepared. Um, you know, getting oats, getting wheat, getting flour, getting rice, getting beans, getting water, you know, getting all kinds of stuff. Uh, just last week, I was playing around. With my little diffuser right here, showing you guys that using uh, hydrogen peroxide, iodine, water, essential oils, that would help clear up your upper respiratory tract. This week, I'm just kind of talking about, you know, the current state of affairs. Um, just yesterday, and I'll, I'll say all this and I'll get into the topics. Just yesterday, you know, I kind of had like a freak out because I had a cruise planned for April. And I can't go on that cruise because coronavirus. And so 
while I see all these cruise ships being docked, uh, schools getting canceled, study abroad canceled, all these other things, I can't travel. It's a blessing in disguise in a weird way, but uh, I'll deal with that later. But my point is, is I'm personally affected by this, you know, um, right here. Don't tell me how, but somebody very close to me works in the medical health field and they, they, they kicked this to me. It is a criteria guide to evaluation for, I don't know what PUI stands for, but, but for COVID-19. They're literally beginning to test medical health workers out here, even in New Mexico, because we don't have any cases, uh, for, for COVID-19. They're instituting quarantine procedures at their, at their facilities. And so when I look at, I guess, people from Chicago, people from Florida, people from Colorado, people from California, and people who are sending me you know, direct messages who are involved within the health, medical health field, I, I more or less listen to them. Could you please turn up the volume on your speaker? Can, uh, uh, Mel Tin says, uh, can I turn up the volume, please? Could you guys hear me? I hope you guys can hear me. Uh, the thing about this coronavirus is it's a double-edged sword, bro. It is a multi-pronged attack. It's not just, uh, it's not just a virus. I think that's what I tried to explain earlier this week on the Instagram story. It's not just this virus that people need to be aware of. It's the socioeconomic and the sociopolitical ramifications and implications. Uh, I've had a few people kind of message me talking about, oh, man, you know, you're, you're, you're fear-mongering. It's like, no, you don't really understand what's going on. I read an article this past weekend, and to be honest, it terrified the hell out of me. And I had to have like a beer or two just to kind of process what exactly I was listening to, or at least what exactly I was I was reading. And it scared the, it scared the heck out of me. I'll put the link for it in the description bar below if you guys want to take your time and, and go read it. Uh, but it's it's uh, from the Minds Unleashed. They put it up March seventh. March seventh. It said all hospital beds in the U.S. will be filled by May eighth, according to the analysis. Now the version I put up on our page that's kind of like a watered down version, like a, a, a super watered down version, a summarization of uh, what Dr. Liz Specht said, a PhD in biology and the associate director of science at the science and technology for the Good Food Institute. Uh, <laughs> oh my God, good Lord. Okay, I'll, I'll, just, I'll just read a little bit of it and then I'll kind of go through these topics and, and get, in, get into the mode. And she put this up March 6th, around seven o'clock. Uh, she says, we can expect we can expect that we'll continue to see a doubling of cases every six days. This is a typical this is a typical doubling time across several epidemiological studies. Here, I mean actual cases. Confirmed cases may appear to rise faster in the short term due to the new test kit rollouts provided by Bill Gates, which is even more sketchy. We're looking at about one million cases in the U.S. by the end of April, two million by May 5th, 4 million by May 11th, and so on. Exponentials are hard to grasp, but this is how they go. As the healthcare system begins to saturate under this caseload, it will become increasingly hard to detect, track, and contain new transmission chains. I've talked about it on the show, how the virus itself is already mutating. Um, in absence of extreme interventions, this likely, this likely won't slow significantly until hitting less than 1% of the susceptible population. What does a caseload of this size mean for the healthcare system? We'll examine just two factors, hospital beds and masks, among many. Many other things that will be impacted. The U.S. has about 2.8 million beds per 1,000 people with a population of 330 million. This is roughly 1 million beds at any given time. 65% of those beds are, are already occupied. That leaves about 330,000 beds available nationwide. 
perhaps a bit fewer this time of year with regular flu with regular flu season. Let's just let's trust Italy's numbers and assume that about 10% of the cases are serious enough to require hospitalization. Keep in mind that for many patients, hospitalization lasts for weeks. In other words, turnover will be very slow as the beds will fill with COVID-19 patients. And because they're going to be right there, they're going to get immediate, immediate priority as far as attention, medical supplies, healthcare workers, and the like. And we better pray to God that some of these healthcare workers do not actually contract the virus. Uh, but continuing on, it says, by that estimate, by about May 8th, all hospital beds in the U.S. will be filled. This says nothing, of course, about whether the beds are suitable for isolation of patients with a highly infectious virus. If we're wrong by a factor of two regarding the fraction of severe cases, that only changes the timeline of bed saturation by six days in either direction. If 20% of the cases require hospitalization, we would run out of beds around May 2nd. If only 5% of cases require it, we can make it until May 14th. As the healthcare system becomes increasingly burdened, pharmaceutical shortages, etc., people with chronic conditions that are normally well-managed will find themselves slipping into severe states of medical distress requiring intensive care and hospitalization. But let's ignore that for now. And so it goes on. It, it, it kind of goes on like that. That's what I'm telling you. These are people way smarter than me writing these things down. So I'll put the link for that in the description bar below if you guys are very curious. But think about that. She goes on to explain how hospital beds will literally fill up using the, using the metric of just like a single mask. That's what I wanted to do up to, up, up to today. I kind of got fired up or, you know, caught up writing topics, but I wanted to do this transmission, busting out of nowhere, having my little, like, face mask, saying, well, I guess this is nothing. You know, I guess I don't really need to worry about it since coronavirus is a hoax. But because we kind of have this cognitive dissonance surrounding it, we have no idea what's going on. We're not really prepared to, talk, to deal with it and talk about it. This is what I was trying to kind of allude to uh, in our Instagram story just the other day, how people don't have, like, the mental faculties or, like, the emotional, like, capabilities just to quiet quiet the flesh, quiet the emotions, process this information, analyze it, and get past it. Uh, when I was on the Global Watchman News with Lori Alexander this past Sunday, I compared the coronavirus to 9-11. And if you guys want to hear me go into more depth about that, make sure you go listen to it. It's on our audio podcast feed, but I'll kind of summarize it for this. Think of Towers 1, 2, and 7. It's very simple. Tower 1 was the initial impact in China. That's whenever, boom, the outbreak happened. Right, the tower hit tower one, boom. We kind of couldn't comprehend what we were seeing simply because it was just mind blowing, right? Where were you whenever the virus went out? Where were you whenever tower one hit? Boom, tower two goes down. We're like, holy crap, I can't believe we just got attacked. Now the tower two of the coronavirus is the worldwide outbreak. Completely unaware of, of tower seven, the socioeconomic and the socio and the sociopolitical ramifications. We haven't even gotten to tower seven yet. We're still trying to figure out and wrap our minds around Tower 1, Tower 2, the initial outbreak, and the worldwide outbreak. What comes after Tower 7 is the socioeconomic ramifications. Now, I asked the question on the episode, uh, who stands to gain from this? The answer I had right at the time was the telecom industries because we have got to maintain communications throughout all of this. Fedbook, Twitter, Google, YouTube, all these different things these are the people that stand to gain simply because we have to maintain communications throughout all of this. You get what I'm saying? Uh, uh, data transmission, file transmission, and so much more. Now, let me get into these topics right here, because this is I'm just I'm just I'm just flying up off the cuff right now. Okay, this is me just catching you up on what's going on in the brain. Let me talk about 
these topics we have right here, the coronavirus, clearly it is something that requires attention. Uh, as I said before, comparing it to 9-11 with Towers 1, Tower 2, and Tower 7, and now getting into the socioeconomic and the socio-political implications, I think everybody understands that that's the economic collapse that we're talking about. People understand that at a certain level, that's what we're seeing, the preemptive stages into the economic collapse. That's why this virus itself is more than just a disease. It serves multiple agendas from the cash to society, uh, uh, to medical martial law, to censorship, information control. This thing is truly a monster. It's a chimera. And so to try to say that it's a, it's a hoax, I feel like that's very, uh, what's a nice way to put this? That's intellectually immature. That's mental mandatory, you see. To not take this beast and understand the dimensions in which we're all gonna be affected by it, that's mental laziness. I don't want to call it retardation. I don't want to call it mental illness. It's mental laziness. It's intellectual immaturity. It's not taking the time to really look at what's going on. Like, my God, why are you? <laughs> I'll say this and I'll get back into these topics. You're not here to hear me tote some bullshit. You're here to hear us break this down. So if you don't want to hear me break stuff down, look at it, analyze it, and, you know, take it apart, go find some other motherfucking page that's going to show you kitty memes and tell you everything's fine. I'm not going to do that here. I'm going to shoot you straight. Sad truth. So when I tell you my weekend consisted of rocket launchers, weapons training, and freaking <laughs> storable goods and water filtration systems, I'm not fucking kidding. One of the, god dang it, you stop ranting. All I'm telling you is be prepared. You can be a fool if you want to. I don't got time to sit up over here and convince you. It's not my fucking job. Um, anyway, back to the socioeconomic and the socio-political implications of the economic collapse of the coronavirus. It's messing up trade. It is messing up trade. I tried to mention it uh, this past weekend on the Global Watchman News with Lori Alexander, uh, different things that are going on. Why did Trump have to hold the country basically hostage with that $8 billion coronavirus bill? I actually think we have that video. Let's see if we can pull it up. Oh, no, maybe. I think it's right here. Yeah, we're going to play uh, the video of Trump signing the $8, $8 billion coronavirus bill. I'm wondering again why he had to basically hold the country hostage and wait for this thing to cook the way that it did just to get the funding. But uh, let's take a listen. things happening on the ship. Uh, so the idea behind or playing that is to ask the question, why did Trump hold the country hostage for basically $8.3 billion? What is the point behind that? So again, let me just kind of fly through some articles that I picked up over here on the weekend that I wanted to talk about on our most recent show. You know, Friday, 
Trump signed the $8 billion coronavirus bill uh, in Oregon. This is from IntelliHub. The state of emergency was declared in Oregon due to the COVID-19. We also found out this week that Bill Gates is beginning to send massive amounts of uh, coronavirus test kits to the people in Seattle. I feel like that's super shady on so many levels. Uh, Long-time listeners know I have a villainous hatred for Bill Gates, but we'll, we'll get to that later. Uh, Zero Ahead actually talked about how there is a state of emergency being declared in New York. Uh, and just before coming onto the air, I posted how New York has activated the, the their National Guard. That's crazy to me. So let me let me pause for this little like <laughs> this little art, this little news blitz, right? Before I get into more of them. This past weekend, I went out Friday. I literally waited until like maybe nine or ten o'clock to post that medical martial law post. That's not something you start the day with. That's something you kind of let people sit and marinate on. I don't want to sit up over here and scare people, but sad part is, is we're, we're gradually seeing medical martial law enacted on the people. Um, and so whenever for the pet for, for whenever weeks, I'm up over here, hopping up over here on the show, doing all this type of stuff. I'm trying to remind you guys, get healthy, you know, switch your switch your dietary patterns, uh, switch your exposure. When I'm coming up over here, trying to tell you there are different things that you can do in your life that you need to do now. I'm not trying to freak you out. I'm just trying to tell you, stay away from quarantine. These people are going to begin to look for reasons to start snatching people up. That's the sad truth of the matter. Um, we're, we're only in the beginning stages of this. And the people that are trying to like downplay this, I get this. This shit is fucking terrifying. There's no way to say it. There's no other way to say it. But not once will you hear me say, go get a vaccine, trust the government, rush into, the, rush into this foolhardily. No, I'm not. I'm trying to sit here and break this stuff down with you people because I'm, I'm experiencing this with you too. I've got family in New York. I've got family in California. I've got family in Florida. I've got family all over the place. I'm not, I'm not able to travel to certain places. Shit is nuts. So when I'm telling you that the best thing you can do right now is to begin to boost your immune system, uh, work on different, uh, 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 again, fixing your spending habits, begin to have like a lifestyle change, get a better diet, you see. Uh, I, I've been telling you guys since we started season 10 that I am just like addicted to fish oil and magnesium. Begin to find different ways uh, to take your health back, but at the same time, be proactive in your awareness. This is really something I'm trying to make sure people understand throughout the entirety of this year. Um, so here, what I'm going to do just for the sake of news and things like that is, and more, I want to get in. I want to read real quick. Uh, I want to read real quick this post about New York deploying its National Guard to combat the coronavirus. And then I want to get into this article from a while back. You know what? Here, let me just let me just read it to you. I think it's better to, to show you the history of how some of these things are planned. Okay, so we've been doing this for quite some time. Jade Helm 15, UX 16, the Ferguson riots, uh, uh, so much more. One of the things that we noticed in the history of doing this is every so often, some people might say every election year, but every so often uh, there are drills and strange things that happen that kind of catch our attention. What I'm trying to say is back in 2017, there was something called Operation Gotham Shield, and that, 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 that caught my attention. Well, what is it? Operation Gotham Shield was a 2017 exercise conducted by the United States Federal Emergency Management Agency, FEMA, which tested civil defense response capabilities to a nuclear attack against the New York metropolitan area. Now, that's in 2017, and the potential of a nuclear bomb going off. Think about that. Simulating a nuke going off. Well, 
while the coronavirus may not be a nuke, it is something that still spreads, that has lasting damage. You see. Uh, let me see if I can get into this article right here. It's, uh, <laughs> ironically enough, this part right here comes from Zero Hedge. They put this up April 21st, 2017. I won't read a whole lot of it, but it says Operation Gotham, Sh Gotham Shield, U.S. government to simulate nuke blast over Manhattan. It says something has aroused the interest of the American people. Perhaps one too many coincidentally useful events means that government facilitators have jumped the shark, which is perhaps why, after discovering Project Gotham Shield, Max Lava warns of a false flag, which is now active. A general alert is out for something major in the near or immediate future, which is three years from whenever this is written. Uh, hopefully it is just another false alarm instead of a false flag. Either way, danger is at hand. Given all that is going on in the world, it is downright eerie to discover that the federal government is once again staging mock disasters to draw disturbing parallels with current world events. In just a few days, during April 24th to 26th, Operation Gotham Shield will commence. It is a tabletop joint agency exercise involving FEMA, Homeland Security, and a myriad of law enforcement and military agencies. WMD, chemical and biological units will be all on hand as a response is tested for a, quote, simulated nuclear det detonation over the United States' over the United States' foremost urban center in the iconic and densely populated island of Manhattan in the nearby shores of New Jersey. Now, I'll put the link for that in the description bar below if you guys want to learn more about that. But back to how that transfers or translates to what we're talking about today, the coronavirus. Like I said before, just coming up, just before coming up onto the air, the New York National Guard was deployed to fight the coronavirus. Now, that trips me out. Before I get into this article, that trips me out. We're literally talking about, I don't know, military people trying to fight a disease, enforcing quarantine. I mean, just, before, just yesterday, I asked the question of what happens whenever self-quarantined becomes forced quarantine. We've seen already in China, they'll, they'll, they'll snatch you up, they'll lock you in your building, you know, they, they don't give a shit out there in China. They violate human rights every single day. But Americans will not, we, we won't take that. I was talking with some people in the comments too about how, uh, some people from Europe, about how frightening it's gonna be whenever people begin to break quarantine. Real talk. I think that's why I'm trying to like give myself that 45 day window period of casually covering this before like shit really does hit the fan. We're on a timeline. And so again, for the people just to say like, oh, this is like the flu, brah. Oh, don't trip, dude, this is a hoax. It's like, we know the history of the, we know the history of the flu. We know where the flu comes from. We, we, we develop vaccines and a series of uh, protocols and, and, and antibiotics to fight the flu. We are the history of this, vari of this variation of the coronavirus. We don't, have, we don't have a protocol. We're figuring that out right now. That's why it's trippy. And so, yeah, I know the numbers don't make sense. That's, when was the last time you went to the hospital for a cold? You see what I'm saying? There's so many different elements to this that I get people trying to downplay it. But if you keep downplaying it, you don't really get past that initial fear or that initial anxiety and start beginning to work on solutions. And so I guess for me, I'm not necessarily worried because I have like a healthy regimen of, of iodine, uh, magnesium, Vitamin D3, vitamin, of course, vitamin C, holy crap. Uh, you know, I drink tea on the regular. I hate coffee. You know, all kinds of different things. My, I, I drink aloe vera water. I hydrate like a son of a gun. You know, I try to take care of myself. So when people are talking about it, it, it hurting uh, people with compromised immune systems, I'm not necessarily worried. But that mentality is what's dangerous. Whenever you're selfish and only thinking about yourself, 
you need to look at how everybody else could be affected and may not have that level of uh, awareness, may not have that diet, may not give those types of fucks. So when I come up over here and try to talk to you guys about this, I'm just trying to explain things in the easiest way that I can. So let me get into this article real quick about uh, <laughs> the New York National Guard being deployed. And I'm sure I'll go over it this week in this podcast episode. I want to say this and then get into these other topics because it's very important, the evolution of warfare. Uh, but New York deploys National Guard to combat coronavirus. We put this up today, March 10th, in Times headline. This by Ricky Scaparo. It says, New Jersey has reported its first COVID-19-related death, a 69-year-old man from Bergen County, as New York unveils its most stringent measure yet to combat the surge in coronavirus cases in Westchester County. The New Jersey man hasn't been identified yet, but I fin or hasn't been identified, but health officials said he, he has underlying conditions, including emphysema, oh, there it is, retard, hypertension and diabetes. He has no travel nexus to high-risk countries, but did work in New York. Um, it goes on to talk about his case, this, that, and the third. This says in New York, Governor Andrew Cuomo announced the most rigorous action to date to combat the spread in New, in, in New Rochelle, which he described as the most, quote, significant cluster in the county or in the country and accounts for the lion's share of the surges, surging caseload in the tri-state area. Those measures include deploying the National Guard troops to a health department command post and setting up a satellite testing facility and a one-mile, two-week containment area in the city. Public, uh, public schools in the containment zone will be closed through March 25th. National Guard troops will help clean surfaces and deliver food in that one-mile radius. That is trippy. As of Tuesday, Westchester County has, been, has seen 108 confirmed COVID-19 cases. That's 57% of the tri-state area cases. And you guys can go read more of that if you want. But basically what they're talking about is shutting the country or, or shutting down different parts of cities. So what's going to happen whenever, oh, I don't know, people aren't spending, people aren't going to school, economic travel's not happening, money's not flowing. What happens with that? Stuff starts getting shut down. You can't deploy the military all over the country. People got to get paid. People got to eat. Unless they have like a vaccine for these military pe people as well. Like you, I hope you're beginning to see just the different factors and the different vectors with this, this whole thing to where it's not, <laughs> it's not one dimensional. So here, let me, uh, let me let me get through this coronavirus segment and then I'll get into the spiritual warfare and the evolution of warfare and then we'll try to finish this off talking about the economic collapse forward slash reset. What I'm really trying to play out or what I'm really trying to get you guys to understand is that this is gonna play out for months. This is this is not a simple thing. Thank you, Dubular. This is not a simple thing. I cover this for the entirety of February. I don't do that. I don't, we don't, unless it's like Jeffrey Epstein killing himself, we don't sit there and, 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 and cover it for a single month. There's a reason why I'm telling you the numbers are increasing. Like, my God, just last, I woke up this morning, the number of cases here in America had jumped by like 150. Let me just go ahead and get the coronavirus lifetime tracker that I'm using right now, and I'll just give you guys like a, 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 an estimate. And I get it. These numbers don't add up. We have to understand that they're going to use this crisis as a, as, a, as a cover for what people are already understanding for the economic collapse. We're already doing bad. We won the trade war. This is a fight back. You have to understand the different, uh, <laughs> the different, the different agendas at play and the different factions that are at work is the easiest way to explain it. Uh, people are talking about fuck the Illuminati. Yeah, you know, this is why we're talking about deep state and so many other things is because there's, there's, there's 
there are people that will use this crisis for their own means. That's why everybody wants to wants wants to take part in it. Uh, but um, here, let me read you guys some of the case information. Right now, we have a total of over 118,000 different cases, 4,000 deaths, and a total of 64,000 recoveries. But here in America, wow. Here in America, we are coming up on 8,000 cases. We have 805. Uh, there's been a total of 28 deaths, and eight people have recovered. Now that's that's 100. That's 805 confirmed cases here. <laughs> I got a little sticky note over there on the on the, on the desk back in February. Yeah, February 28th is like uh, we had 60 cases here in America. And now we're at like over at close to close to a thousand. We're at like eight hundred. And so this mindset that I see with people to where they're like, oh, it's not something to worry about. It's only five cases. It's only fifteen cases. It's only sixty cases. It's only a hundred cases. It's only two hundred cases. It's only four hundred cases. It's only eight hundred cases. It's only a thousand. Like you, you, you see this mindset of just like ignoring, 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 ignoring. Ah, shit! I got to deal with this. That's very dangerous because we're putting it off, okay? We're not trying to preempt it. Not personally in our own lives, not, not in our community. We're not trying to do anything. We're just like, ah, don't worry about it. You know, like somebody else will take care of that. That's very dangerous. That's very dangerous. So this serves multiple agendas. This serves multiple agendas. And so like I said, I, I, I did a... Almost three-hour show with Lori Alexander of the Global Watchman News this past weekend. I'll put that link in the description bar below where you guys can hear my whole, like, breakdown of all that. Uh, but I want to move topics now to talk about spiritual warfare. And then I have other topics about the spirit, the, the economic collapse and more that we'll get into. Um, shucks and all kinds of other things. But this is something that kind of occurred to me when I was talking with Lori uh, this Sunday, and it's something that we've talked about here on, on, on Instagram Live with you people uh, a few times. These are previous shows, by the way, previous Instagram Lives. Just like, you know, coronavirus updates, coronavirus updates, transhumanism, uh, the upcoming collapse, best advice for a 17-year-old, no predictions for 2020, all kinds of other stuff. These are previous shows. But what I want to talk to you guys about is the evolution of warfare. This is a concept that kind of stuck to me last year. And then I've, I've kind of just remembered again uh, on the show with Lori Alexander. The evolution of warfare is is exactly what it sounds. You know, it's not just uh, it's not just like bang, bang, shoot them up. They're dead. You know, sling a bullet in and they're dead. It's more than that. OK, it's 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 psychological warfare. It's emotional warfare. It's now biological warfare, right? Uh, clearly, spiritual warfare and eventually financial warfare. I want to put financial warfare at the end because we're going to be talking about the economic collapse after this. But the evolution of warfare is exactly as it sounds. A lot of people are thinking, oh, well, <laughs> I'll just wait till shit hits the fan and then that's whenever I'll decide to act. You don't understand that it's part of a mindset and a lifestyle. You get me? You don't have to uh, sit up over here and say, oh, I'm, I'm, I'm going to do these things. I'm eventually do you're not doing shit. If you're not building in a time of collapse right now, right, you're not going to do it. The mindset I have right now, it's, come, it's been forged from several years. Several years of, of, of 
<laughs> several years of people calling you a troll, several years of people calling you an agent, several years of people thinking, oh my God, this nigga works for the feds. Several years of sitting up over here having to build something to, stand, to, to send a point. But if you didn't take the time during all that chaos to build something, you're not going to do it when shit hits the fan. You're not going to have the mental capabilities. You're not going to know how. You're going to be too busy reacting, freaking out. Right now, we have the opportunity, a luxury of time. This is what I'm trying to tell you. We have 45 days to hurry up and figure something out. Right now, we have a luxury that most people don't have. But because Americans have sat here for so goddamn long, lazy, apathetic, foolish, in a state of denial and ignorance, they don't really know what to do. It's very sad, very scary. And I can't fuck with that. What I'm trying to tell you is the evolution of warfare is exactly what it sounds like. You're aware of, oh, uh, the trade war. You're now aware of biological warfare. What about spiritual warfare? What about psychological warfare? What about emotional warfare? Clearly informational warfare, you know, censorship, things like this. People are asking about 45 days. I'll get to that here shortly. Uh, but it's the evolution of warfare. Really trying to tell people to really get right with God. People are too busy reacting to things. They're not necessarily sure what's going on. They're being led astray by their emotions. They're letting all the external dictate their internal and they're not getting focused. They're not finding the quiet place of the most high. They're not, get, they're, not <laughs> they're not getting ready. And I understand, dude. It's crazy, the times we're living in. The things that are going on. But the problem is, is people want to keep, keep downplaying things. People want to keep acting like what we're seeing isn't what we're seeing. People don't want to take care of themselves internally, mentally, emotionally, spiritually, and so much more. They don't want to get ready. And so that's why you've been beaten into submission. That's why you've been dehumanized. That's why you've been disenfranchised from your power, lied to, being told that you don't have power. You know, one of the... Uh, I had, uh, when I did this show with Lori, you know, she's like, uh, she's like my, I have all kinds of amazing women in my life that like to help take care of your kid. And, uh, she kind of helped get me into like this type of work, you know, they've been like almost like a couple months, but it felt like forever since I talked with her and long time listeners, you guys know who Lori Alexander is. You know how long it's been since we worked with her. We haven't really been doing a lot of shows on FedBook and stuff like that. Uh, but when I was on the show with Lori, you know, I felt like it was imperative for me to share my faith and my growth in my faith since since working with her and since being over here doing my own thing. And the reason I say that is because this type of work really does have you coming into contact with atheists, Satanists, Luciferians, and all kinds of other people. And they all try to take your faith from you. It's crazy. You don't really think you have, like, faith. You don't really think you believe in anything until somebody tries to take it from you. Um, and I've experienced so much, like, adversity and so much crazy stuff doing this that my faith has only been deepened. And no one can take that from me. And so when I see a lot of people out there that don't necessarily have this faith or this drive or this, this drive to life, this passion, you know, this fire inside of them, I, I always wonder about, you know, what, what, what do these people care about? That was a huge thing that we had talked about just uh, last year, the, the nihilism and the apathy. You know, you better, you, they, they've removed God. They've, they've, and I went on a crazy rant about this. I'll say this and I'll kind of start mixing in some of these topics. You know, I'm out here in New Mexico, and I come from South Carolina, and South Carolina is very religious, from my point of view, uh, as compared to New Mexico. New Mexico is very spiritual. Uh, New Mexico helps you understand your spirituality because there's a lot of uh, fluidity when it comes to like, the, the topic of spirituality. As I've gotten older, and I talked about this on the show with Lori, as I've gotten older, 
I went from like a, a Christian point of view to a Buddhist point of view to a Taoist point of view to a uh, to like a, a, an, athe- uh, an agnostic point of view to a theosophic point of view to an occultist kind of view. And then I find myself kind of coming back to a Christian point of view, which you guys hear me talking about now. And so that whole that whole evolution is me still trying to figure out spiritual peace and understanding like what's going on. What I appreciate about Christianity is it acknowledges the divinity within man, but also requires like a physical component to enact God's will here on earth, to make heaven here on earth. So you so you feel kind of chartered to be a, a, a good person. Back to New Mexico versus South Carolina and spirituality versus religion. My grandma is a typical and the archetypal Southern lady. You know, puts her puts her puts her uh, puts her hat on for church, gets her Sunday best. You know, make sure that everything and everything everyone around her looks looks the best. Uh, I feel like a feel like a piece of crap when I go to church with her because she's so sweet. I hope you all have grandmas like this. You know, the ones that'll pray for you. You know, and still send you money on your birthday, and you just have a scumbag and take it. Those type of grandparents. So she comes from South Carolina. I'm out here in New Mexico. Very spiritual. But religion, religare, it teaches you a deeper uh, relationship and a meaningfulness, not only with yourself, your community, and with God. Religion will do that to you. It'll make you a better person. Spirituality is very fluid, very casual, you know, very, uh, it is what it is. And so when I talk about spiritual warfare, and I talk about people taking your God from you, and people not really understanding the importance of having your own God, or having your own private relationship with God, uh, and getting a deeper understanding not only your, of yourself but of that spiritual component, that's a very real thing. We get caught up in all this fluff, that's really all it is, and we lose our minds, dude. We don't understand that politics is not meant to, not, 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 not meant to free us. I think that's why so many people are scared. They're looking for a political solution to a deep spiritual problem. A lot of folks are lost. Uh, Lieutenant Fox right there just said that all warfare is based in deception. Yeah, and that's why you have to meet it head on with truth. That's why I can't get up over here and start lying to you guys. The best way for me to get these revelations and these deeper understandings is to be based in truth, honesty, and authenticity. You couldn't, I can't, how am I supposed to sit up over here and lie for fucking hours and years and days? It doesn't work like that. But you see, that's how the devil works. They have a plan behind their deception. I'm over here trying to ignite the light within people and remind them of what is inside of them. Yes, uh, Jules just said they brainwash you to not have a spiritual awakening. And so to get back to the concept of the evolution of warfare and why we're experiencing that today, it is just that. The biological warfare going on, the, 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 the chemtrails, the vaccines, the GMOs, uh, the 5G, you know, uh, our horrible diet, fast food, and uh, 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 fast food endor- it promotes a consumptive and consumerist nature. When you don't look at these things as the biological warfare aspect of it, you don't necessarily see how you're afflicted to them. So when I tell you that you need to, 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 to change your lifestyle, change your diet habits, very simple things like that, that's the only way that I can, I, I can help protect you, you see, or tell you to help, you know, finish yourself or, or, or take care of yourself. But to, to, to put a nice little bun on the evolution of warfare, because I feel like this is something we'll come back to, I want to put a bun on it and then transfer talking about the trade war into the economic collapse, putting a bun on the evolution of warfare, I think people need to understand that the times we're in, <laughs> they're not going to slow down. And the best way to really get past them is to realize that you're gonna, you, you have to get past them. A certain type of resolve has to take place, uh, not only spiritually, mentally, emotionally, 
but also financially. Uh, you can say like you, you can say like within your community too, and within your your, your inner circle. But a certain level of, of of how do I say putting your foot downing, you're putting your foot down, you know, draw, drawing lines like lines. There you go, putting like lines in the sand. At a certain point, you have to draw your own line in the sand because you can't have your mind so open that your brain falls out, but you also can't have it so closed-minded that nothing gets in. I hope that makes sense. So we'll pick up more on the evolution of, war, of, of warfare and more in the future. Uh, but keep this stuff in mind. They're trying to kill you. And the best way to do that is to have you kill yourself. And if you don't believe in anything, you, you, <laughs> if you don't believe in anything, you don't believe in anyone, you're not working towards anything, guess what? They won. They destroyed you from the inside and they don't have to do anything. All they get to do is sit there and watch you destroy yourself. Like a crazy homeless person over there attacking bats, you know? Yeah, see, don't do that. Don't attack the fake bats. Realize that they're fake. It's a fabrication of your mind and get better. <laughs> so, we're switching topics. Switching topics. Um, I put financial warfare... I put financial in the, uh, the evolution of warfare because let's not kid ourselves here. You know, if you ain't got money, you're out there hunting for it. If you're not doing well, you're not thriving, you're surviving. Financial warfare is a very real thing. We're all living paycheck to paycheck, bro. I won't lie to you. You know, I'll tell you, I'll tell you something else too. And this is just kind of how funny, I don't know if I should say this. You know what? I won't say this because it might get me in trouble. Uh, but let's just say I was talking about how I, how I wanted to create this whole operation so that I didn't have to get involved with legal nonsense because I don't want the government involved in my business. Let's just say I had an idea and they plant, the government has an idea for me, so I got to figure out some other stuff. But I'm living paycheck to paycheck too, doing this, and I'm willing to do it because I love this type of work and I'll do it anyway. When you're not in a good place, like... A better way to explain it is Maslow's hierarchy of needs. It's like a little, it's like a little triangle. Let me see if I can get it up here, and I'll start pivoting into uh, the economic collapse. Yeah, Maslow's hierarchy of needs. Um, and I'll just flash it real, real quick here for you guys, if you're curious. It says Maslow's hierarchy of needs is a theory in psychology proposed by Abraham Maslow in, 19, in his 1943 paper. A Theory of Human Motivation in Psychological Review. Maslow subsequently extended the idea to include his observations of humans' innate curiosity. His theories parallel many other theories of human developmental psychology, some of which focus on describing the stages of growth in humans. He then decided to create a classification system which, re which, which reflected the universal needs of society as its, based, as its base and then proceeding to more acquired emotions. Maslow's hierarchy of needs is used to study how humans intrinsically partake in behavioral motivation. Maslow used terms physiology, physi Jesus Christ. Maslow used the terms physiologically, safety, belonging and loving, social needs or esteem, and self-actualization to describe patterns through which human, motiva human motivations generally move. This means that in order for motivation to arise at the next stage, each stage must be satisfied within the individuals themselves. And that simple stage, and I'll just read it right here, but it's, you know, you need to have your physiologically needs met. After you have that, then you have your safety above that. Once you feel safe, then you seek after longing and beloving. You know, once you have that, you feel like love, you feel loved, you feel like you belong somewhere. You start working on your esteem 
your pride, how you feel about yourself. And at the pinnacle of that, the pinnacle of your hierarchy of needs is self-actualization. To tie that into the spiritual warfare, when you don't have your physiological or your safety needs met because you're too busy trying to chase a paycheck, you're not going to get to those other parts of self-actualization. You're going to have problems with your self-esteem. You're not going to love what you're doing. You're not going to, you're not going to be appreciative of all the things that you have. If you guys are curious, go look in the Maslow's hierarchy of needs. It's very, very interesting. Well, how does that tie into the economic collapse, the reset? This is something we've been talking about, I'll be honest, for quite some time, dude. Uh, it was something I talked, I, I talked about with exclusive members just the other week, you know. Uh, but the economic collapse, the upcoming collapse that I think a lot of people are aware of is, 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 is crazy. Um, I guess since I'm already poor, you know, living paycheck to paycheck, shit, I don't care, bro. Like, if it happens to me, it happens. Ugh. But that's a, that's, a, that's a bad way to look at it. That ties into what I was talking about beforehand. Only thinking of yourself, not necessarily looking at society as a whole. That's very dangerous. But that also ties into what I was saying beforehand as well. That if you're not ready to build, if you're not planting seeds now, when shit hits the fan, you're not going to be ready. Pure, plain, and simple. If you're not thinking right now how you can make society better so that it doesn't enter into one of these cycles again, it typically will. But if you're not trying to think about how to get us out of here, guess what? You're taking part of the, you're taking part in the problem. Just Ninax asks, what economic collapse? Lack of trade, food shortages, jobs, uh, unemployment, um, automation, so many different factors when it comes to just what's going on with the economic collapse forward slash reset. I just describe it as that, the socioeconomic, socio, uh, socio-political reformation. We've got to collapse the old world order so that, they, so that these people can create the new world order, the technocracy. Um, and that's where we're in right now. I mentioned this earlier. I mentioned this just Sunday on uh, Global Watchman News. Jules just said it already started precisely. I just mentioned that uh, this Sunday on Global Watchman News that Trump's whole presidency, because Obama was meant to des- design to bring us down to third world status, Trump's whole presidency was to try to lift us up to first world status, and we'll end up somewhere in the middle in between. This is nationalism versus globalism. This is what's going to create regionalism and so much more. The economic collapse is just that right there. The, the, the coronavirus, the hiccup in the, in the economic uh, supply chain, in the global supply chain, acts as a cover for just that. They realize people are going to freak out. They got to put uh, troops on the ground so people don't start rioting, looting, all kinds of crazy stuff like that. Uh, I'll put it to you this way. A few articles. Let me just read a few articles that I uh, picked up this weekend from the Dredge Report feed that I wanted to get into Sunday. It says right here, Italy places 17 million people on quarantine, and that was back this Friday or this weekend on Sunday, 25% of their population. They recently just quarantined the entire country. From the Drudge Report feed, we have robbers wearing surgical masks that began to rob a New York casino. Uh, and this is, I feel like that, that is an angle that's really getting underreported. The robberies and the destabilization that's going to come from it, the civil unrest. When people can't get food, hand sanitizer, water, whenever daily activities are disrupted, people pr- we can only pray that things go according to plan. I mean, think about it, dude. These 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 cops, how can they like maintain like civility even on a good day? Think about it. Whenever people like don't got food, people ain't gonna be thinking straight. Think about like just the the the, the gradual panic that could set in. I just want to do like a quick news blitz with these articles and I'll get into these topics right here. 
Uh, San Francisco bans non-essential public gatherings at city facilities. There's a Marine at a Virginia base that tested positives. The Army has suspended travel to and from South Korea. The outbreak has spread to 32 different states and Washington, D.C. The CDC has only tested 1,583 people, and China's quarantine hotel has collapsed. Now, realize in China, those guys made a, a hospital in eight days. Eight days. Trump had to wait till this thing got here to get a bill signed for $8 billion. And during the time frame, they're trying to politicize this event. This, this, is, this is dangerous. You're literally playing with our lives over friggin' money. The CDC and the World Health Organization are about to hold Americans hostage because they're, they're politicizing this whole event. Like, again, the economic collapse, trade shutdowns, currency switches, the war on cash, cashless society, didn't we see that? The feds literally uh, 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 quarantining cash that came from China. My God, this is, I wanted to make a joke about this just to kind of add some levity to the situation. This is, this is what I have right here. The flu does not shut down the Olympics. Ultrafest, Coachella, South by Southwest. It stopped the transmission because I, I got excited. The flu does not shut down the Olympics, Ultrafest, Coachella, South by Southwest, 440 other trade shows and exhibitions. Keep that in mind, guys. 400 and other, 440 other trade shows. Just last year, I remember like making a joke. <laughs> I made a joke about how uh, people at Coachella, like over 500 people caught herpes. I said, hey, watch out. Make sure you don't co catch Coachella, you know, at, at Ultrafest, you know. Make sure you don't catch Coachella at like all these raves. I remember saying that last year. But you've got to think. Ultrafest, Coachella, South by Southwest, the Olympics, all these different things bring revenue and money to the, to the city that's doing it, to the state that's hosting these types of things. And whenever these events are happening, guess what? People aren't excited. People aren't spending money. That money's not going back to the city. It's not going back to the state, not going back to the feds, not going back into the country. And people aren't happy and they're not spending. Stuff starts shutting down. You get what I'm saying? So, yeah, it's not the virus itself that people need to be worried about. It's that Tower 7 that I mentioned at the start of the show. It's the socioeconomic and the sociopolitical ramifications. Shit's getting crazy. So when I tell you that we're going to start seeing some crazy stuff here in the future, uh, you can bet it. People will call for mass arrests, mass quarantines, and mass vaccinations in the name of fear. They will want to feel reassured that this will go away. Just before coming onto the air, Donald Trump tried to reassure the public saying, hey, everything is fine. And I get that. There's a certain level of reassurance that needs to take place. People need to, people, people need to feel good. People need to feel like their hands are being held through this crisis. I get it. Shit's crazy. But at the same time, if you breed a level of dependency upon the government, you can expect it. I guess because I didn't expect the government to give me jack shit for anything. I expect those cocksuckers to sit and spin. So I'm, just, so I'm deciding to sit up over here and take care of myself. Anybody else that wants to listen, that's just it. I'm not waiting for Bill Gates, the feds, or anybody else to try to decide for me some protocol to take care of myself. I'm in the best shape of my life. I need to stop doing that. Last time I did that, I got sick for like two weeks. But you get what I'm saying. You get what I'm saying. Got up over here, started talking. I smacked that house in the best shape of my life. I started sounding like I, like I chain smoked cigarettes. So don't do that. Don't jinx yourself. Very, very dangerous. So I'm just going to do a quick news blitz again. 
of just the recent articles we put up before uh, uh, doing the show with you guys. If you guys are curious, we talked about the 5G connection with coronavirus this past week on our uh, podcast episode. We'll probably do a more updated version here in the future. Uh, but right here, coronavirus riot, inmates break out of prison in Italy. That's kind of crazy. Moscow has gone on high alert and threatens five years in jail for breaking the self-quarantine. And this is something I'll talk to you about that I really feel like people need to pay attention to. That's why I wanted to mention it in the evolution of warfare. This comes from Silent Times. They put this up March 9th. It says the number of millennials with early onset Alzheimer's disease is surging. That upsets me to the nth degree. And it's because our brains are literally atrophying because we're not using them. We're not experiencing adversity. We're not changing. We're not doing anything different. Humanity is dehumanizing itself. It's degenerating. I spent all of last year explaining that shit. And here we are, now confronted with a freaking disease that's designed to attack people who are weak, who have compromised immune systems. You see. Yeah. <laughs> Let me get back to these news. Uh, expert, U.S. hospitals will be full by May 8th if the coronavirus spread continues at the current rates. New York will make its own hand sanitizer product by prison inmates. Amid the coronavirus outbreak, governor says, and this is this is crazy, too. I remember p posting this just last week. New York prison labor prepares to dig graves. That's crazy to me. All this stuff is crazy to me. I know I just keep saying it. I feel like it gets like it gets like, you know, desensitized. People don't understand it. But this shit is nuts. We are not we are not in normal times, dude. I shouldn't be saying, oh, hey, guess what? You know, they're going to use prisoners to dig graves. Like, what? Are you kidding me? What? Are you freaking kidding me? Yeah, yeah. Let me let me uh, let me see if I get let me see if I can find the article so I can sit up over here and read it to you guys. Cause this stuff is nuts. All of this is crazy. Yeah, we put this up like last week. Uh, it's from Mint Press News by Alan McLeod, March second. In case of a deadly coronavirus outbreak, New York plans to use prison labor to dig massive graves. That's nuts. So when I tell you that that, that, that part of the establishment has prepared for this, this level of outbreak, that it has been here probably since November, December of last year, they're doing things. They're letting this incubate so that they can raise a state of emergency countrywide and enact uh, veritable forms of martial law and then have that kind of uh, uh, judicial power or that federal power over people. You know, this is, this is nuts. I, any way you slice and dice it, this is nuts. Let me read a, a, a few a few more of these article headlines, and then I'll start shutting things down for you guys. This doesn't really pertain to the coronavirus, but it still requires attention. Corey Feldman accuses Charlie Sheen of raping Corey Haim when he was a child. That was put up by Collective Evolution March 10th. As such, because I was a huge fan of Charlie Sheen, now I just have to recognize that he's a satanic pedophile. This comes from the Blaze. They put this put this up uh, just yesterday. UK lab offering four thousand five hundred dollars to be to human guinea pigs willing to be injected with the coronavirus. And now this is a this is again uh, what I was trying to talk about throughout the entirety of this coronavirus. Something that really really does worry me because I have uh, friends and family that work within like the medical health field right here. Trying to threaten to withhold all medical exports. Quote. The United States will fall into hell of a coronavirus epidemic, as said by Daisy Luther over there at Sons of Liberty Media. And basically what they're talking about is how China produces 80 plus percent of our, vac of our, of our pharmaceuticals, 80 percent of our antibiotics. Like, my God, 
you here's what I'm going to do. I'm not even going to explain it. I'm just going to go ahead, get this article up, and just start prattling off all the things that will be affected because this is what China produces. You will not have to take my word for it. I will give you examples. Sounds like a plan? What medical supplies could be affected? We're relying on China. Oh, I, I'm reading from the article that's put up there if you guys want to go get it yourself. Uh, we're relying on China for a shocking number of medical supplies and drugs, and it puts us in an extremely vulnerable position. Position. In a recent article, I listed some of the things that we import from China. That list includes, and get ready, this is, this is how this could involve like an economic collapse if we don't get this stuff situated. Okay. Medical devices, electromagnetics, lab equipment for all applications, coenzyme Q10, quinonine drugs, including malaria test kits, aromatic drugs derived from carboacetic acids uh, with an additional oxygen function, amphetamines, uh, antidepressants, tranquilizers, and other psychotherapeutic agents, uh, cardiovascular drugs, dermatological agents, uh, and local anesthetics, lidocaine, oxygen-increasing breathing drugs, anesthesia drugs, thyroid drugs, hormone drugs, tuberculosis drugs, tuberculosis drugs, anti-malaria drugs, immunological products and drugs, vaccines for human, for human medicine, vaccines for veterinary medicine, human blood, animal blood, prepared for therapeutic polyphonic uh, diagnostic uses, antibiotics, diabetes drugs, asthma drugs, uh, epinephrine, other, med other medications, herbicides, the, the list goes on. Thoria, the list goes on. I could put, I'll, <laughs> I'll put that link in the description bar below too. The list goes on. So when we're talking about the socioeconomic and the sociopolitical implications of this virus, it's not just the disease that you need to worry about. Yes, it's real, but it's everything else that's involved with it. So, timer just topped down. It's telling me I got about a minute, 40 seconds left. So you tell me that this is not something that we need to worry about. Maybe I should just try to figure out uh, if the Celtics are playing. Maybe I should just, I don't know, go play golf or go walk my dogs or something. I don't know. You tell me what I'm supposed to do because I see all this stuff going on and I don't feel like I should sit by and keep downplaying things. I feel like I have an obligation to get up over here and warn people. We'll see where the, we'll see where the virus is at next week, dude. And so, yeah, it's not the virus itself that is scary. It's everything else that I'm worried about. So that's all I really have for you guys and gals. If you want to support this operation, think about joining our Patreon-exclusive membership program, patreon.com forward slash Freedom Faction. Uh, we're going to be doing live shows, group discussions, and so many, different, so many different things that I'm excited to do it. I'm excited to start working with a population of people that actually want to work with me, that want to help us grow. It trips me out that people care about what I'm saying, but here I am doing what I have to do. If you guys have any questions, however, that's all I really have for you guys and gals. If you have any questions, feel free to email me. I'll have it in the description bar below. And as always, guys and gals, stay vigilant. Expose lies and share truth. I'll catch you next week. And remember, guys and gals, expose lies and share truth. This is Noise Era, Freedom Faction. Out.